Hello everybody on this Wednesday, April 8th, three days before my birthday, just a little heads up in case anybody was wondering. We have a very special guest to get guest today. We're here with Coach Webster from Virginia Tech Basketball. But first, we have a Hokey Haiku presented by Main Street Pharmacy, our friends over in Blacksburg. Pat, what do we have for the Hokey Haiku today? This Hokey Haiku was submitted by our good friend Grant Watson. So get ready. Christian Webster has the nicest beard next to Drake, and he can recruit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Grant Watson, thank you for the submission. And uh, Coach Webster, super excited to have you. Uh, for those who may not know, current assistant coach at Virginia Tech, joined in uh, 2016 with Coach Buzz Williams. He was retained by Coach Mike Young. In the summer of 2017, he was recognized by the National Association of Basketball Coaches as a 30 under 30 honoree, a group of young upcoming coaches in men's college basketball, and uh, is going to bring a, a very unique view of the ascendance of the Virginia Tech basketball program, which has been a joy to watch, um, an absolute joy. So Coach Webster, thank you so much for joining us. Billy Ray, I appreciate you having me, Pat. Thank you. Thank you for the haiku. absolutely so coach uh billy ray and i are both uh at our respective family homes in new jersey right now during this quarantine where are you um i'm actually on the outskirts of orlando florida uh my fiance um is from down here she's from orlando so we decided to kind of get out of blacksburg for a second and come down here enjoy some sunshine and let our two-year-old run around and hang out in the pool that's awesome. How's it been so far? How long have you been down there? Keeping busy? Yeah, just trying to keep busy. Trying to, uh, just going for a lot of walks, honestly, and just being outside as much as I can. We're kind of out here by Disney, so there's not many people around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the parks and everything being shut down, so um, it's pretty cool. Um, so just living it up, living the dream as everybody else is in the house and trying to be outside as much as I can. Absolutely. So uh, a quick background here, um, you know, born and raised around the D.C. area. I know you played your high school ball at Landon, uh, went to Harvard, played at Harvard. Were you teammates with Jeremy Lin up there? Yeah. So Jeremy Lin um, was actually a senior when I was a freshman and uh, crazy, crazy little piece here. Um, Jeremy Lin and I were roommates that one year on the road. So um, he was he was my roommate. Whenever we went to the hotel, he was the guy I was in the room with, and just learned a lot from him. And um, just a small, small another small little piece. He, uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I was a freshman at that time, so you know, I was just trying to, you know, find my way and try to get minutes as much as I could. And watching him, like I used to, I always tell people I used to watch like Sports Center just whenever we were on the road and stuff, and just seeing what was going on in college basketball, NBA, or whatever. And uh, every night while I was doing that, Jeremy Lin would literally stretch and, and read the Bible. That Like, that's what he would do. And, um, you know, seeing him in the Linsanity stuff and spinning in the garden against the <laughs> Lakers um, a couple of years later was absolutely surreal. I got to say, Jeremy Lin is a, is a great example of something that isn't talked about enough in sports is, is the example of a player who may not fit in a specific system and then when given an opportunity to being a system designed around his skill set was able to thrive. Um, so that's a great kind of microcosm of that. Um, but saw at Harvard, you uh, you attained a psychology degree. 
curious, uh, how, do you use that in your day to day, your psychology degree? How do you apply that to what you're doing now? Uh, I think it definitely applies. Um, you know, when I actually did psychology, I didn't think that it was going to be for coaching. Um, but obviously it applies in a lot of ways, just uh, dealing with our guys and um, the different people you come across. Coaching is a people business. And, um, you know, you got, if you're a head coach, you got to have people believe in you. And if you're assistant, you know, out on the recruiting trail, it's the same way. So um, definitely use it. Uh, definitely helps me in every facet of coaching. Absolutely. So, uh, after graduating, did a little bit of assistant coach work at Harvard, and then uh, you were at UCF for a little bit mm-hmm. um, until 2016. But I have to ask, I know I know Johnny Dawkins got there in 2016. Were you involved with Taco Falls recruitment at all, or did you just miss that wave? <laughs> I, I missed that wave. Um, I got there, Taco Falls was a freshman, so I did not get to recruit him, but Definitely was involved in um, working them out and just being around them on a daily basis and trying to help his development. Um, he's a very uh, interesting and uh, just an awesome person uh, if you ever get a chance to meet him. Love Taco. So um, talk to us about Virginia Tech because uh, you joined the staff in 2016 uh how did you get to Blacksburg everyone has their own story of how they make their way to the uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains to this uh beautiful campus of Blacksburg Virginia but you know talk about your journey from uh from UCF to Blacksburg and everything in between yeah um so I'll just start at Harvard first when I um when I started coaching I was at Harvard I was actually an assistant uh, which is very rare. I got really lucky and became an assistant um, right out of college. Um, and working on Coach Amaker's staff there and was there for two years and then uh, went on to UCF. And honestly, the only reason I went to UCF was because um, in the Ivy League, I was an unpaid assistant. So in the Ivy League, they only paid two assistants. And I was uh, one of the guys who was uh, who was on the outside looking in. Um, so after two years living on campus and kind of still living like um, I was a student in a lot of ways, but doing all the duties of an assistant, I decided to try to get get out on my own and try to make some money. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> good move. I, I want to try to do this coaching thing, man, but I got to start getting some money or something. Right. And um, ended up going to UCF and Coach Donnie Jones gave me an awesome opportunity there and being right here in Orlando where I am today. Um, which is kind of crazy. It's all come full circle. Um, but after that one year, our staff had got let go and just was sitting around for two months trying to figure it out, trying to find any talk to any and everybody and flip every stone and just try to get a job back on the, uh, back on the recruiting trail, back on, back in the gym. So, uh, I was just reaching out to a bunch of people. I, uh, ended up getting word that Buzz Williams needed an assistant. And um, a lot of people were saying that he needed someone that could recruit the DMV area. And um, one of their assistants was leaving. He was going to Texas A&M and uh, just honestly got Buzz's number from a recruit that I knew that Virginia Tech was recruiting. And I said, hey, man, do you have I was actually recruiting him, too, when I was at Central Florida, had a pretty good relationship with the kid and said, hey, can you just give me Buzz's number? And he sent (laughs) it to me. And uh, (laughs) it's kind of a crazy story. But uh, Colt texted Buzz a text really, really long. Like when you write a text so long, like the little arrow comes in the bottom right of your iMessage. If you have an <laughs> iPhone, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, 
he immediately started responding. Like I saw the three dots pop up right away, and I was like, <laughs> "Uh oh, like we got action here." And um, <laughs> literally for a month and a half to two months from that day that he responded to that text, I recruited him. I sent him mail, texted him like motivational stuff I thought would you know appeal to him. Like I recruited him like he's a four star recruit. Um, and we just kind of built a relationship and, um, I was in Orlando at that time, still just hanging out and me and my fiance now, we're just trying to figure out what the next steps were. And I remember one day I told, uh, my fiance, I said, I'm just, I'm just going to try to see if I can just get up to Blacksburg to see him face to face. Cause you know, we were been going back and forth for a while and I, uh, through text and, you know, it was never on the phone. It was all through text. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta see this guy face to face. And, um, you know, I had a good friend of mine who I played college ball with. He lives in Charlotte. His name is Brandon Curry. And uh, I told Coach Buzz, I was I, I still in Orlando. I kind of <laughs> kind of lied at the time. I told him I was in Charlotte and um, was going to head up to see my sister's graduation. She was graduating from Quinnipiac. I was going to kind of drive up. And on the along the way, um, Blacksburg is along that path. And I said, hey, can I just stop in and just see you? And uh, he immediately hit me back and said, you know, be in my be in my office on Saturday at 10 a.m. And so at that moment, like I had to figure out a way how to get to Blacksburg and uh, <laughs> ended up flying from Orlando to Charlotte and drove up to Blacksburg that Saturday morning and uh, met with Buzz. And it went really well and ended up getting the car, driving to my sister's graduation in Connecticut. But uh, I mean, I tell you that that uh, that was all worth it. And. Shoot, five years, four and a half years later, I'm still an assistant at Virginia Tech. It's kind of crazy. That's unbelievable. What a crazy story of perseverance, not taking no for an answer. That's that that's awesome. Making it happen for yourself, and then you get to Virginia Tech, and what? I know you joined kind of after Buzz got there, but what was inherited? The turnaround from the program was absolutely unbelievable. So you come in, and then what does Coach Williams kind of tell you his vision is for the program, where we are, and where we're trying to be? Well, definitely at that point, it was just getting to the NCAA tournament. They had two uh, rebuilding years. Um, Zach Day and Seth Allen were both sitting out um, that year before I got there. And uh, they had lost to uh, uh, BYU and NIT after beating Princeton. So just getting to the NIT after become like, I think they were last place in the ACC that first year, 2-16. And, 16. and um, you know, getting to the NIT that next year was an amazing feat. So just getting to the NCAA tournament and, you know, being there for a number of years with the with the young guys that they had in place. Yeah, I remember uh, I remember that 2016, uh, how that was kind of how things started to change, especially when we brought in uh, Seth and Zach and they were eligible the next year. Now, um, I thought it was cool that, you know, you said you were, you know, doing your best to recruit Buzz as as if he was a four star recruit. And, you know, you have these DMV connections as well. Um if you could go on, a, a, you know, about some of your connections that you have in like the DMV when you approach recruiting around the D.C., Maryland, Virginia um, area, like, do you have connections from growing up? Is this like yeah. uh, some connections you've built along the years since you've been at Harvard and uh, UCF? Um, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question, Pat. And um, I would say first, just being a player and um, being a good player in D.C. and being in different all-star games and stuff like that, different AAU teams and travel teams um, that you just build connections that way from different coaches, like coaches that even coached me in AAU are still coaching prominent 
high school um, in the D.C. Catholic League or even Baltimore League and um, D.C. public schools. Like one of the uh, one of my good friends who I played um, ball with coming up, he's now one of the head coaches in the D.C. Uh, public school league. So like just stuff like that, where, you know, even now going into my eighth year, um, being a college coach, you know, you start to see those relationships really um, blossom into things that can help you on the recruiting trail. And um, it's just been really cool to see it all take shape. Yeah, and to follow up that, um, you know, you you were recruited, I guess, like the late 2000s to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, but how has recruiting changed even, you know, over the last decade or so with social media and, yeah. uh, you know, that type of evolvement? Yeah, um, I think it's changed a lot. Um, and mostly because of social media. I think it's no secret that, you know, even TikTok at this point, you know, being in quarantine, like people are just <laughs> making TikToks just because they're bored. And this social media platform that just happened to be people just dancing and making little stupid memes and stuff just just blew up just honestly because of the quarantine. Um, but you see that you see Snapchat, Instagram, um, Twitter. You know, th- those things weren't in place even when I was getting recruited and I came out of high school in 2009. So um, I think it's changed tremendously with that stuff. And honestly, you know, talking to, to Coach Buzz, like when he first hired me back in 2016, um, he would talk about that. He would talk about how, you know, these kids need to um, need to be able to relate to someone. And me just being a, a younger guy, just so recently removed, being able to, you know, relate and just make these kids and, and parents feel comfortable you know, wanted to come to a place like the Virginia Tech and, and call it home. So, you know, I think it's changed a lot. Absolutely. And, you know, before Coach Buzz got to Virginia Tech, other than, you know, a couple good years of the Seth Greenberg era, I know he had one class that was in, you know, the top 15 for recruiting-wise. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech wasn't a basketball school, you know, not a basketball powerhouse. Uh, you have to go back all the way to, like, the late 80s where you have uh, – Del Curry and Bimbo Coles and Del Curry, you know, is shooting over 50% from the field without even having a three-point line. But, um, you know, now it's seeing this program and really have a, fa- a foundation laid out uh, from Buzz coming in has been fantastic. Uh, what are some of the highlights that you experienced under his, uh, you know, his short but uh, great reign as head coach at Virginia Tech? Yeah, I mean, it's just so many uh, amazing moments over the, the three years that um, I was a part of his staff and under his regime. Um, I mean, I, I really came in at a fortuitous time, um, to use the SAT word. Uh, it was just being able to come right in and go to three straight tournaments is, is kind of crazy. And I was honestly really lucky to just, you know, just the timing was was perfect for, for myself. Um but, I mean, I would say definitely the Sweet 16, um, just playing that game against Duke in D.C., you know, where I'm from and having all my family and friends there. And, you know, just it seemed like like the whole uh, – I don't think – they call it the Verizon Center still. Um, it was yeah, – uh, <laughs> Capital One now, I think, Capital One Arena. One. You know, that's how long I've been away from D.C. <laughs> Capital One Arena or a center being packed with Hokie fans, like – that was an incredible feeling. And um, and I would say just the three games, um, being being able to beat Duke in the castle, um, I'll never forget that. And, you know, I, I told our, our guys this year, 
uh, before we played Duke. I said, the last three times they've come in the castle, they've took an L. And, uh, you know, we don't expect anything. Right. So, you know, that's kind of cool to say that, you know, we beat Duke in, in three straight years and them coming into the castle. So turning the page uh, to when Coach Young took over, a little bit of a unique situation here. So when did you find out that Coach Young was coming onto the staff and that you were going to still be on the staff? How did that timeline kind of work out? Yeah, um, it was honestly around this time last year, literally a year ago today. You know, I'm, I was on Twitter yesterday just scrolling, um, saw that, you know, our account posted that, and I saw Coach Young post a tweet that uh, said that, you know, this was the day that, that he got hired this time last year, and it was August 7th, and that was a uh, that was a Monday. And I remember Coach Young calling me on a Sunday and um, kind of talking to some uh, higher ups in the athletic department that day earlier. And I'm just saying like, Hey, you know, coach young is going to, he's going to get the job and, you know, he may be calling you. And, um, at that moment I kind of knew that it was real that I have a chance to stay. And, um, I was just really excited about just keeping my current job to be honest and, uh, just still being a Hokie. And, you know, so that happened on Sunday, um, April 6th. And then coach young was hired on the seventh and, you know, he had the press conference on the 7th that Monday, and we talked um, after the press conference in his office, and it was just so much going on. Like, you have no idea. You know, we had four players on the team. <laughs> we had three guys in the transfer portal. Um, it was just nuts. So, you know, just, just trying to get together and trying to figure out how the heck we're going to crawl out of this hole that we're in um, with the, the lives we had lost and the guys in the transfer portal. It was uh, – it was, I was really excited to get the job. I knew it was a lot of work ahead of us, and um, it's been cool to see the whole turnaround a year from now, a year from that time. So that was the next question. Is is so you almost you had to re-recruit some of the players that you had recruited to Virginia Tech in the first place, and how how is that? So so you have a player, you know, they're in the transfer portal, they're observing different options, and then you are recruiting them to stay in a place they're familiar with, but. You have a new system, you have a new coach, you have a new coaching style, and this is all while you're trying to learn about Coach Young's coaching style and how he wants to go about his day. So how are you able to handle all of those things at once? Um, It was a lot, Um, especially, you know, at that point, I had seen Coach Young on the recruiting trail, but we, we didn't know each other, you know, so, you know, just getting that job and knowing that I'm staying on and just being a part of his staff was awesome. And I just remember, you know, those days in the office where it's just uh, myself, him, and, and even Ryan Nadu, who's our current video uh, guy who's still around, our player personnel guy, you know, just being in there. Because that was, that was the only people that were here at that point. Um, so, you know, just trying, to, just trying to figure it out. It was hard just, you know, trying to get those guys to, to believe in something that – in someone that you didn't really know. And, you know, from – that Monday when I met Coach Young and just getting out on the recruiting trail and, and, and being spending time with them, you know, right from right off the bat, I think I got the job on a Monday. Thursday we had to go recruiting. So, you know, it was it was nuts. And but it was really cool to be able to get to know him, you know, on those planes, in those on those car rides going across the state and across other states to try to field a team. Um and uh I would say, you know, once this, once we really got going in summer school and um, even the second session of summer school, we really got in the groove and we got the whole staff here. Um, you know, I just knew that Coach Young was the right coach for the job and that um, he was going to do terrific things in Blacksburg. 
We couldn't agree more. Uh, Pat actually, for a stretch of time, had Mike Young as his AV on Twitter. So we're all the way, <laughs> we're all the way bought in uh, on Coach Young and super excited for the future. Yeah. And, um, you know, not to tie in a, a buzzword here, but OKG is a term that, that I love, and I've always been a huge fan of that. How would you describe what you're looking for and what this staff is looking for in players to come into this program and make a difference and continue to build towards what you're looking to build in Blacksburg? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, the first thing I would say is a non-negotiable is that's character. Um, we don't want to have any bad guys. We don't want to have anybody um, that's going to be a bad apple and come in here and um, not be, you know, put the team first. Um, Coach Young always says it's about the team. And it's always It'll always be about the team. Um, so that's number one. And after that, I would say toughness is is definitely a, a quality that's high on our board. Just having to go against the Dukes and the Carolinas and all these guys that wear blue um, on a nightly basis um, in the ACC um, is really tough. <laughs> you need some guys with a chip on their shoulder that, you know, kind of want to stick it to them and prove something that they, you know, belong in, in this league and um, on this stage. So that's definitely important. Um, I would say IQ. You know, we want guys that know the game and not just know the game, but love the game. Um, I feel like if you really love the game, you're always going to want to get better. You're always going to want to um, improve just that much more. You know, watch that next clip of film when you're tired or you know, get that next shot up when you're, you know, out on the court or whatever. So um, I think that's really important. And then the last thing I would say is just talent. <laughs> like, we're in the ACC. Like we gotta, we gotta get guys that are um, really good at basketball, and that basketball is something that's really important to them and um, part of their identity. So, you know, I would say just those, you know, couple things are things that are really important and things that uh, we look at when we're out recruiting. So enter Mike Young, and yeah, as Bill said, you know, if anyone who knows me knows how much I love Coach Young. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what you're looking for in I in an ideal uh, player to play in this uh, this program here or this program, as Coach Young says. <laughs> what is the uh, the current Virginia Tech basketball recruiting pitch uh, that you guys are going out on the road and presenting to these you know 16, 17 year old uh, players who really don't know what's out there but know that they want to have the best experience possible and. How can they do that in Blacksburg? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, um, you know, like Coach Young said in his last press conference after we um, lost to UNC in the ACC tournament, um, you know, the foundation has been laid. The foundation has been laid. There's been a lot of hard work going into this thing for the last year or so uh, with the staff, with Coach Young and the players, um, literally just buying in and putting in the work. And uh, I think it's a lot of opportunity. I think, you know, we had six guys that were freshmen that played. And, you know, we, we showed that, you know, we're going to play the guys that prove that they need to be out in the court and that can help us win. And um, if you're a young guy, if you want, you know, opportunity to be on the biggest, brightest stage in college basketball, the ACC and everything with the ACC network now being on TV every night. You know, I think those are things that are really um, important and, and really cool for kids, especially in this region of the country. Um, so I think that's huge. And uh, I think just playing for a coach that just just believes in you, like Coach Young is never going to um, shy, anyway from shy anyone away from taking a bad shot or playing your game. You know, I think, you know, the, the, our fans and Hokie Nation who saw us play this year saw a team that played with a lot of confidence, even though that we were really young. 
and uh, really outsizing a lot of matchups. Um, we were going to play with confidence and we were going to be fearless and we were going to be tough. And um, if those things, you know, ring to you, if you want to, you know, bring your game to the stage and be able to beat the the, the likes of Michigan States and um, hopefully the best teams in the ACC and kind of get the program back to where it was um, the last three years and being in the tournament, being a stronghold in the tournament and being one of the best teams in the ACC, um, I think you should come to Virginia Tech. I'd like to uh... – Announce my commitment to Virginia Tech right after that pitch there, Coach. <laughs> does, that, uh, does that recruiting pitch come with a, a bucket of popcorn as well? <laughs> I, I want to go, go on record. I want to say something. Uh, <laughs> Coach, Coach Young definitely made the uh, popcorn thing really, really popular. But if you're a Hokie, you know who Bruce Garns is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Garns. We've been eating popcorn before games for a while. So I know I know Coach Young gets all the credit and he should. He's the head coach. Um, but you know, <laughs> me and Bruce Barnes have been eating popcorn for a long time. You can ask Bruce. If you see Bruce ask I'm gonna, gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Bruce the next time. And he's probably and he's probably gonna and he's probably gonna get very excited and or probably not even excited, get mad that I didn't know it in the first place. So shout out to Bruce Garnes. Bruce Garnes always finds a way to get talked about on this podcast somehow. Uh, (laughs) The mayor of Blacksburg. Um, So you have a young team coming back, an array of talent, something that's always just been a part of this basketball program program for the last four to five years is they just battle, like regardless of the situation. The Miami game, the Virginia game, the UNC game that we saw last night, they constantly battle, 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 never quit. Um, what will be a huge fo- what are you focusing on this offseason as this young team gets ready for next year's campaign? A lot of talent coming back. Um, what's going to be the focus there? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I wish I wish we could be in the gym with our guys, you know, right now instead of, you know, quarantine and kind of preparing for, you know, what's to come. Um, but, you know, that will happen sooner rather than later, hopefully. Um, and we're just kind of sitting back and trying to stay safe as everyone is around the world, just waiting to see what happens. But um, when the time comes and we can get back in the gym and work on some things, I would say um, definitely defense. I felt like at times this year we just couldn't get stops when we needed to um, down the stretch. Um, one-on-one defense, help defense, um, you know, whatever whatever you want to say uh, in your coaching words, um, I think we got to get better there. Um, I think we – also have to add a little bit more size um, and athleticism. I think, you know, in the ACC, we have to be able to compete against, like I said, the, the best and biggest, most athletic, most skilled players in the country on a nightly basis. And there's always seems like there's an NBA draft pick on every team. So um, I think we have to get a little bit bigger to be able to match some of those guys. But but like I said before, like Coach Young has always said, since the season ended and even the down stretch of the season, um, I really think that the foundation has been laid in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Before we get into rapid fire here, I do just have one more shout out. I'd be remiss, and I've done a poor. We've done a poor job talking about uh, these unsung heroes in the athletic department. I want to shout out Elise Sevilla uh, in the in the SAS department and the SAS department in general. Um, you guys had an excellent highlight of her uh, on the men's basketball Twitter page a couple weeks ago, but. Just knowing how hard Rindy and Sarah and Corey worked when when I was in the uh, when I was playing football, they work extremely hard, extremely long hours, and and do everything they can to make sure kids aren't just eligible but graduating on time. So, um, can you just speak to 
kind of the effort and how hand in hand you are with that uh, with the SAS department? Um, I, I think Elise is an absolute star. I mean, she's she's the real MVP, as Kate <laughs> would say in our program. Um, she's just always, you know, on it. She's very organized. She knows any and everything about our guy. Like she knows stuff that's going on with our guys before we do, just cause she spends so much time with them and uh, puts in so much effort just to make sure they're, you know, getting good grades and doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom. And um, I can't say enough about the SAS, that whole floor, just that whole third floor in Lane Stadium. I mean, they, they do a tremendous job. They're fantastic. So this leads us into rapid fire. Uh, as we discussed before, just first thing that comes to your head, uh, a couple questions here, and then we'll I'll kick it over to Pat for the quarantine edition. So who has the best kicks on the team, both past and present? Ooh, past, I would have to say Ahmed Hill. Thought you were um, going to say Ahmed Hill. <laughs> I had to say Ahmed Hill. Uh, we were the same size, so I saw I found myself like asking him, hey, man, what? what? What's up with those? Can I get those from you? Can I, can I you <laughs> so that no, nah, he he's definitely the, the best in the past. I would say Justin Robinson's up there too, um, but present I would say what beats would beat. Okay, favorite basketball movie of all time. Um, he got game. He got game. Good pick. Favorite um, NBA player. Favorite NBA player. Um, right now I'd probably say. Well, I want, I'm going to say Kevin Durant, but he can't play this year. So, you know, I'm still going to go Kevin Durant. Okay. No, but you can, go pa- you can go past too. 90s, 80s. I don't know if you have somebody back in, back in the day you used to model your game after. You know, I never really modeled my game after anybody, but I, I've always been a Magic fan. Like, I always loved Magic Johnson. Okay. Magic Johnson. And who on the Hoops team would make the best football player? I got a hunch who you're going to go with here, but... Oh, Tyrese Rafford. Not okay. <laughs> and every football player swears they could be a basketball player. If you could have one football player on the basketball team, who would you take? If I could have one football player on the basketball team? Yep. Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah. Who, who's the funniest on the team? The funniest on the team, Jalen Cohn. Jalen Cohn. <laughs> Last two here. Favorite Blacksburg eatery. Your favorite place to grab a bite to eat in Blacksburg. I'm going to go lefties. I love lefties. Lefties. Okay. A little bit out of the way. And then a, Har- a Harvard question for you. What is your favorite Boston bar and your favorite Boston spot to eat? You know what? I don't even know about Boston bars that much because I really didn't go out that much when I was in Boston. Um, okay. But place to eat, I'd probably say Pinocchio's. Okay. Pizza right in Cambridge. Got to check it out. Yeah. All right. And then we're going we're gonna to jump into the quarantine edition here, and we'll start out with this first question. You know, you're, you're real close to the pantry. You're real close to the fridge. You're not getting out of the house that much. What have you been snacking on the last couple of weeks that you just can't put down? <laughs> um, so I, around this time of year, I always love Starburst jelly beans just because they're always out in the um, – <laughs> like the Easter section. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely been uh, grabbing those whenever I make my trips to, um, you know, the grocery store. <laughs> Star Starburst is uh, some quality stuff. <laughs> um, Sons of Enablement, how have you been getting better? You know, are you reading? Are you playing any instruments? You're learning anything new? Like what, what type of uh, self-improvement is Coach Webster doing in quarantine? Um, I've definitely been reading a lot. Um, 
I'm I'm currently reading um, Belichick about about Bill Belichick, obviously. And um, you know, Buzz used to actually read three books at a time. So I'm trying to channel my inner Buzz. I'm not doing three books, but I'm doing two. I'm doing Belichick and uh, another book called How Champions Think. So I'm a big um, self improvement, coachy coachy reader. I don't really read any fiction or anything like that. So. I like that. Definitely trying to get better that way. And uh, what are you doing to stay active? Are you, you know, shooting hoops, playing ball, going on runs, working out? My fiance has got me out on the tennis court. Um, it hasn't gone so well. Yesterday I walked off in uh, embarrassment. <laughs> she beat up on me so bad. So she's been watching the Serena documentary on HBO. So she thinks she's Serena Williams. Um, <laughs> she's been- She's whooping up on me on the tennis court. So I'm going to try to find me a wall or something I can hit the ball to try to get a little bit better. Yeah. Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music, for sure. Oh, Apple Music. All right. And what are we listening to these days? Um, whew, A little bit of everything. I like, uh, I'm a big hip-hop R&B guy, so I, I haven't stopped listening to Roddy Rich's album since it came out. Yes. Um, our... Um, our players introduced me to Rod Wave, so that came out like a couple of days ago. I've been listening to that, um, but that's about it, really. Not much. I haven't been listening to much music, to be honest. There you go. That wraps up our rapid fire. And to bring us home here, we're going to go to the Letters from the Lunch Pail, which is brought to you by Sharkies, um, where good friends go. And make sure everyone, if you're in Blacksburg, support local business. They need your help. Um, support the local shops in Blacksburg. First question is from Grant Watson, and we just did a rewatchable on this uh, last week. How would you describe the impact that Seth Allen and Zach Ladey have had on the success of building, rebuilding this program and the other young players involved in those early teams? Oh, man. Um, I, don't, I don't think you can put it into words. I think um, just that staff having the ability and the wherewithal to know to get those two guys to sit out, to have some experience to kind of um, – Mesh with the the young core of uh, Justin Robinson and Chris Clark and Kerry Blackshear and Justin Biz and the Med Hill and Ty Outlaw. I mean Devin Wilson. I mean all those guys. I mean had had an amazing imprint on um, the best run in Virginia Tech basketball history. And um, Zach Day and Seth Allen were <laughs> on the front line of that and were huge catalysts. So I don't think you can put it into words. Chris Givens asks. Do the players and coaches get free bacon too when the opposing team misses their free throws? <laughs> um, I I have never gotten to taste any of the free bacon. Um, <laughs> I know that they give out coupons in the uh, in the hall, like when you when the the tunnel when you walk out of Castle, you know. So I've seen some of our coaches walk out with coupons, but I haven't got one yet. So I'm uh, I'm gonna try to correct that this year. <laughs> Brennan Caffrey, first-time caller, long-time fan. First-time, long-time. I just want to know what the program leadership sees as the missing piece, if there is one, and what they are doing to fill that need short-term, the 2020 2020 and 2021 season, and competing long-term in the ACC. So what are you looking for? What do you think you need? You mentioned size earlier. Um, Transfer portal is obviously a huge thing now. What What seems to be that missing link or something you're looking for? Um, any, anybody that knows, knows the team knows we have a, a bunch of really talented guards and, um, 
you know, a couple of big men that, that can help us next year and that are um, progressing and getting better and developing um, exponentially um, from the start of this year to now and um, even this summer. So I would say, like I said earlier, just definitely getting bigger and more athletic. And I think we have to get some bigger wing players um, that can kind of guard multiple positions and, and, uh, and just, you know, like I said, just be versatile and bring that athleticism and that length that we don't have on our roster right now. Um, I think that's the key. Um, I think college basketball is one with guards that can create and that can cause havoc and like Justin Robinson and the guys we've had success with like Nikhil, like Beatty, we've had a lot of success with and Jalen Cohn. And, um, I think the thing we're missing is just big dynamic wings that can affect the game and, uh, another big man or two will help a lot. Ryan Hartman asks, with a little bit of added size from uh, David Nagesan and KV Aluma, the hopeful development of John Ojiako, and also uh, potentially getting another uh, transfer recruit, will we see a shift in the green light, let it fly mentality, you know, and see a little bit more paint-based offense? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think... Um... If anybody's known Mike Young, he's coached for um, 30 plus years. I think he he's going to stick to what he knows and he's been really successful doing it. And we're going to keep hashtag letting it fly. <laughs> Love that. Last last few here for you from Dougie Fresh, a two pronged question. Why does George Perkovich have a jersey of yours? Did he lose a bet or something? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to try to tell this story as succinct as possible. Um, George Perkovich is the uh, GM of Lefties. Um, Doug is a really good friend of mine. and He actually used to work at Lefties. He recently moved um, out of Blacksburg. Um, so <laughs> Greg Donlin was a former uh, walk-on for us. And Greg. Me, yeah, me and him used to always go to Lefties together for breakfast um, on the weekends and one day we were in there for lunch on a weekday and uh, George, the manager, the GM and Doug and a bunch of our other friends were just hanging around. And um, if you know, Doug, you know, he's a big chirper and he was kind of chirping and saying he could beat me and Greg in basketball. So from there we went to uh, Han Hurst, which is where we practice. Uh, it's our practice facility. And we got in there. It was, it was late. It was probably nine, 10 o'clock on a weekday. And we just played, um, to five. And, uh, in that game, actually, um, I broke Doug's ankles and Doug fell. Um, very <laughs> a gif of that somewhere floating on the interweb. So, um, Hokey fans go find that. <laughs> so we actually ended up winning that game. And then after that, uh, George, kind of is not he's not a chirpy guy he's just kind of laid back and he was like well let's play again let's run it back because he was upset because they had just lost and uh me and greg were like all right we'll give you guys four points we'll give you guys four points and um you know it was him and his brother walker walker is actually the gm of 622 uh north and um so we played george and walker myself and greg played against george and walker um <laughs> and we had z we started with zero and they started with four going to five and um i think we scored a couple of buckets we missed one they got the ball back um and all they needed was to hit one shot and uh 
George was defended by Greg Donlin, and he took two or three dribbles and shot a, a prayer, and it ended up going in. Um, on the line that day was the Harvard basketball jersey. So, uh, Oh, man. I had to end up – I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. I ended up giving George one of my jerseys. And um, Walker is actually still mad at me to this day because he thinks he was a part of the bet, but he wasn't. So only George got the Harvard basketball jersey, and Walker's still mad at me to this day. I will. Say, I have my own. I have my own Han Hurst story for uh, just to sum it up real quick. I played Johnny Hamilton in one on one to ten points, and it was right after he had practiced. We had the day off. I was diving for loose balls. I was like jumping on his back, doing everything I can. Long story short, I won eight to ten. Coached up by Med and coached by J Rob. So that's my Han Hurst story. I didn't win any jerseys though, but that's little little selfless plug right there. Dougie Fresh, last question from him. He wants to know, since you went to Harvard, I would like to hear your best Boston impressions, such as, are you a cop? I'm not a cop from The Departed. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the, the Harvard saying, uh, uh, you know, everybody says, I parked the car in Harvard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was like a, a V-dub commercial or something out late, uh, recently with, with that tag. Um, John LaRoque says, what are your game day traditions? Do you have any personal things that you absolutely have to do before tip off? No, not really. Nothing really. Me and Bruce usually get together and eat some popcorn. (laughs) 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 No, but I really don't have it. Last question here. Last two, uh, two from Chris Arvin here. Do you have any wild recruiting stories? Um, just, a crazy story recruiting a player, uh, someone that ended up going to Tech, not going to Tech. Any weird recruiting stories? Aside from asking for some uh, for Coach uh, Williams's number, that's that's an all timer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a crazy story. Um, I'm just gonna say, you know, it wasn't me, but I remember when I first got here, two of our coaches were out, out recruiting, and um, they were, I think they were in Houston, and uh, they were meeting somebody somewhere i forget where it was but they were in the park they in the parking lot they left their stuff in the in the car and they came back and the someone had like literally broken into the car and took their uh their laptop and everything um so that was pretty crazy that was pretty wild and just them seeing them trying to figure out where where his laptop was and all that that was just nuts i never seen anything like that on the crew trail um so that was pretty crazy that's that's all i got though that's brutal. And then your favorite aspect of coaching since you've been doing it? Um, my favorite aspect of coaching, I would just definitely say just the relationships, um, the relationships you form just not, not only amongst the staff, but the players and um, just just being there for those guys and just seeing them grow and get better on the court. And as and as men, I mean, you see some of our, our older guys now like Wabisa Beatty and P.J. Horn, I mean, the way that they've grown and kind of embraced um, adversity and, and just kind of been thrown in the leadership positions this past year. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff is really special to me and pretty cool um, to just be a part of their process and seeing them grow. So I would just definitely say just the relationships. Coach, we can't thank you enough for your time uh, this afternoon in this quarantine. Um, we're huge fans of everything that you have going on um, over in uh, Castle. Castle Guard is awesome. The program is awesome. And uh, we're definitely rooting for you. 
And last thing for you, do you have any shout outs? Every guest we have on, we give them an opportunity to take the floor. Any shout outs, any, uh, anything you want to plug, any events? Uh, obviously, no events coming up anytime soon, but anything going on? <laughs> um, I would just say thank you to all our fans. Thank you to the Castle Guard. Thank you to everybody that comes to our games on you know late Tuesday nights. I know we had a, a lot of late tips in Castle this year at 9 p.m. And, and crazy stuff like that. Just you guys just coming out and supporting us um, when it's tough. I mean, we, we really appreciate it. And I know our guys really feed off of the energy um, that the Castle Guard brings, but not only them, just the fans. So, you know, thank you for being one, the best fans in the in the country and in the world and, and just keep bringing that energy for us. And, you know, hopefully we bring a product on the floor that, you know, you guys can continue to cheer for. Coach, thank you so much for your time. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Appreciate guys. you, coach. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you guys.